Hi there, and welcome to the Interiors Podcast with Tanya Newfeld Flanagan. This show is all about informing and inspiring Irish homeowners and buyers on all things around property, house, and home, from self building to choosing flooring. In each episode, we interview industry experts and homeowners to give you practical advice and the motivation to create and elevate your spaces. Welcome back to another episode of the Interiors Podcast. I'm Tanya Newfeld Flanagan, your host, and here with me today, I have Harry Maharaj from Kilkenny Architectural Salvage. Welcome, Harry. Thanks, Tanya. Thanks for having us. Tell us where the salvage yard came from and what it even is for the average listener. An architectural salvage yard is kind of a place where you can you can literally buy everything and anything that you can think of from timber flooring, garden furniture, radiators, pub memorabilia, antiques, you know, and lots of everything and anything in between. So that that's the beauty of a of a salvage yard that you just never know what you're going to find when you come in. And you know, I think there's there's a lot of people out there who, who maybe fully don't understand what a salvage yard is, and you know, maybe they have this old perception that it's just some old lads walking around buying up scraps metal and doing a little bit of work in their house but it's just kind of for that that age group and generation whereas it it really isn't like our customers coming in or anybody from somebody just looking for a unique little present to give someone to the first time home buyer who's trying to save a few euros and be a bit creative with maybe picking up a piece of furniture all the way up to a hotel or a pub or a restaurant doing a renovation and maybe looking for different pieces or just normal things like solid wood flooring you know they're coming in to to kit out the whole place but want to do it in a certain way or a certain style and going for a look so it's um yeah, salvage art is really kind of just an eclectic mix of items. And, you know, it, it's very different from maybe what some people maybe have the perception, as I said earlier on, you know, is it just kind of that scrapyard feel or is it an antique store where I'm going to walk in and everything is, there's nothing below a thousand euros and I'm, yeah. you know, this is not my, not my place to be, you know, I don't have the budget for that. And and we're the complete opposite of that. We do have those items. And um, so we cater to that kind of market, but the majority of what we do is, buying in items at as good a price as possible, obviously, but passing that value on to people um, because we are an architectural salvage yard should and always should be a volume business. There's so much stuff coming in. The aim for us is to price it really well that, you know, we pass that value on to the customer and items move quickly because you only have so much storage space and you can't, can't store everything forever, you know? And um, so that's, that's what we really try to do. But my dad, basically a bit of background on the business and how we, we set it up. My dad set up the business in 1998. So, um, so my parents basically, Mairead and Robin set it up after moving back from living in London and they had, worked in different industries over there but they had renovated a couple of old derelict properties including our family home that kind of went through many iterations of work been done on it over the years when we lived there it's just an old georgian building that was you know pretty dilapidated and they put a lot of work into it but um dad will always say that kind of during the the 80s and 90s there was so much going on in london in terms of renovation you could literally walk down the street and you could see somebody taking a door off of a building because somebody else had bought it and they didn't want it and it was it was going out to the skip and you know, yeah. he'd walk along. He'd walk along and literally say, "Can I take that and walk around the corner and put it on our front door?" And yeah, that's, that's, it was that's, like that's... the heyday of estate sales because people were like, old was not seen as nice, and like if you wanted to be seen to be doing well, you had to have the matching curtains and the cushions and everything brand new. So they they didn't have this. The trendy people didn't have this value for old things. 
Yeah, and that and that's exactly it. And you definitely had that happening. And but the things that were being taken out were absolutely beautiful pieces, you know. And uh, yeah. so that's where he kind of got that initial itch, maybe for kind of thinking about salvaging and finding old pieces and reusing them. And obviously, the the term that everyone talks about now, the circular economy and everything. He, he was quite early on that. But they moved back home to Kilkenny in nineteen ninety eight. We're looking at lots of different bits and pieces on what to kind of think about setting up a business. They obviously had three younger kids. My Myself, my two brothers at the time and um then he kind of this itch was still there and he said well look maybe there's an opportunity to do this and we're very lucky we have a, a big family site that my granddad had bought back in the 60s it's an old woolen mills and uh, so it's 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 made for this type of business like we have nearly seven acres of outdoor space big old wow big old warehouse that was originally part of the woolen mills um, three, 4,000 square foot, you know, so it's made for what you would call a relatively heavier type of business. You know, we have yeah. the facilities to deal with that and, uh, and then dry storage space, which you need as well. And yeah, he kind of just started going to initially auctions and buying up bits and pieces and then word eventually it takes a bit of time for word to spread that oh actually there's someone i can call if i'm doing a clearance instead of me going either lumping it all down to an auction or calling around a few builders who i might know who might come and take a few doors off me but they really they don't have the time for that and um, they want to arrive on site and someone has the doors and they're ready to go they don't want to be going picking them up and storing them themselves and uh, he started doing that and then kind of over a couple of years word of mouth kind of spread and next minute he was just getting phone calls every single day with stuff to to buy from people all over the country as well. Because, wow. Yeah, because Ireland, are, to be honest, Ireland doesn't have a huge amount of people doing this. You know, there's mm. ourselves, there's a couple of good yards up in Dublin, um, a very good yard as well up in Belfast. Um, there's nobody really on the West Coast doing it. But and the reason for that is you need space and you need to okay. have proper facilities to be able to, to handle these things. And um, so, yeah, he kind of he hit it at a good time, obviously, as we were rolling into uh, the boom years of the Celtic Tiger and everyone was doing, doing up their houses and renovating <laughs> doing up the gardens. And then obviously was able to kind of enjoy that wave. And then yep. thankfully, from, from our perspective, given my brothers, we've moved down uh, in the last couple of years, was able to survive through a very difficult recession. But it's it's kind of one of those businesses that, you know, maybe it's it's there's a bit of safety in it that you have items that are there at a lower cost for people when the budget strings tighten. Um, yeah. So they kind of are looking at that, you know, they're not going to the high end furniture store to buy that couch or buy a table and chairs. So maybe they'll actually look at, is there another way of doing this? So thankfully he was able to survive that. And we're about to, in a couple of months time, celebrate 25 years in business. Um, amazing which is a a, you know a huge achievement given booms and busts and pandemics and and everything in between so you know we're something we're very very proud of and then as I mentioned myself my two brothers have uh, made the move back down to to join the business in the last three four years and we were all off doing different things Uh, I was in finance Connor was in insurance and my older brother Paul was uh, working in the travel industry so we all independently as well, which is what's the kind of funny part about it. We didn't all sit down one evening over a pint and say, let's all quit our jobs and go home and do this. It We all kind of came to those conclusions ourselves. And yeah, and we've just come back and very much tried to, as we said earlier, bring what a salvage art is to the next generation. So it's the first time buyer who's out there who's kind of going, okay, we didn't have the budget to buy the big house we wanted. We bought maybe a, you know, a little house up in Dublin. It needs work because we didn't have the big budget again to buy a perfect, pristine um, mm-hmm. house that's ready to go. We we're going to have to put in new windows. Or we're going to have to rip up the floors. And we're trying to push to that market that 
there's a real opportunity for you here. One, to add some beautiful character and be unique in what you're doing. Also help the environment and that whole thing, which has become very prominent with that age group. But also yeah. you can save a lot of money um, if you do this and if you're being creative and willing to make changes or maybe sacrifice a little bit on this or that. Or On that, what would be the most common things that you find people who are like, you know, young renovators, not necessarily like antiques lovers, what would be the most common kind of thing they come to you for? Yeah, typically it's a lot of a lot of timber flooring. Um, yeah. That'd be a big thing. Again, it would always depend on the size area someone's doing because if obviously something like solid timber flooring, you know, it's going to be more expensive than putting down a lino or a laminate or something like that. But when those you compare, words aren't allowed on this podcast, well, that's, that's what I was going to say. You know, and and to be honest, it's it's funny. It's one of the biggest selling points for us is that when people often come in, and it's actually the person who's maybe in their late thirties, early forties, who've had their house for maybe five or ten years, they put that down initially because their budget was so tight when they got the house or when they did the new build, and now they're like, well, we've saved up a little bit, but we I've hated it from day one. You know, I've literally hated that laminate that went down the day we walked in. I regretted doing it, but we didn't have the money and therefore we had to go with it because it was the cheaper option. And they come back and they're looking to change that and putting something down that will be down for life as well. Because, you know, a solid timber floor, it's not just you're putting it down for the fun of it or just the look. Like it is an investment in it. It's it's there for life. And if you sell the house, it's going to help you, obviously, in terms of value, because the person coming in will go, God, look, it's beautiful. There's old floors here. We don't have to do anything there. It's not laminate, <laughs> you know, so it's. So that helps. But yeah, the first time buyer is coming in and it could be as something as simple as they're just looking for a kitchen table because they don't want to go into one of the higher end stores and drop five grand on a table that they just don't have the money for. Um, and they're looking for something that, you know, maybe has a bit of age or a bit of character to it, or it could be a relatively simple table. There might be nothing fancy about it. Um, it's just come into us from somebody else's house and it's going on to you. It's not a Georgian blah, blah, blah table. It's just, it's a normal table, but you're picking it up for a hundred euros instead of it being worth five, six, seven, eight hundred euros. And, you know, that gives people the you know, a bit of excitement about it as well, because yeah. you know, everyone's delighted to get a bargain. You know, that's that's, that's <laughs> especially that's in you, Ireland. <laughs> well, especially in Ireland, you know, and that's that's yeah. that's one of, that's that's one of the things that we absolutely love. Like when you actually, especially with a younger couple, where you know that the purse strings are maybe a bit tighter, and they're going away, and you're like, you can actually see them nearly getting into the car, nearly giggling and delighted that God, I can't believe we got that today. Like that's been bothering yeah. us for so long. We've been looking for something and now we've got it. And um, yeah, and, and at a value price as well, you know, so that's, that's something that's, yeah, the, the first time buyer is a big market for us. And um, it's, it, it's given those people an opportunity to do those type of things and to stand out as well, because I think, you know, that age group of people who are maybe in their early thirties who are buying that first home, they don't want their house just to be another Ikea sitting room or yeah. Ikea bedroom. They want to have something there, you know, and they're looking for something a little bit different. And when someone walks in and goes, oh my God, where did you get the flooring from? You know, yeah. and not many people walk in and say that when they see a normal floor, they just go, oh, yeah, it doesn't catch their eye. But what we've had people say, God, I have people coming in here for the last 10 years and nearly every single person the first time they visit goes, where did you get this floor? You know, like it's absolutely yeah. beautiful. So that's that's something that's amazing for us to get as feedback as well. Yeah, one thing that I was surprised of when I was on your website, which by the way, for our listeners, it's eurosalve.com. We'll put this in the show notes as well, but it's not Kilkenny Architectural. Uh, just easier, easier to say, eurosalve. Yeah. When I was going through your website, I expected a lot of the timber flooring because I, I know you were on uh, the recent TV episode on RT, How to Build Your Home. 
and I think it was wood flooring you supplied. I always assumed an architectural salvage yard would have like, you know, oh, some like old floorboards from like this pub and they'd be dingy and dark and it would be just enough for like a small room. But you've got tons and you've got like herringbone parquet and different tones of wood and they all look to be in incredible condition. And you have enough to, you know, to floor entire houses, right? So how do you, where do you get like a lot of these materials from in such good condition? And like, how does it work to extract them and relay them in a way that a a lot of people, while they would appreciate amazing quality, beautiful, solid wood flooring, they might be a little worried about like, my look isn't so rustic. I don't know that I want kind of a a hand-me-down. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so it kind of, um, excuse me, works in, in, in two ways on that, Tanya. So there's there's salvaged floors and then there is new solid timber floors. Mm. So we would have both. Um, and the reason you'd have both is that the salvaged, obviously, in our game, and we say it a lot of the time, it's just luck of the draw. It's yeah. what's coming okay. in, what jobs have come up, what quantity, and then obviously, and most importantly, what quality. Um, and that's that's what it is. But then we also have new solid wood floors, but we really just focus on higher quality solid timber like there is cheaper options that you can go for you know very standard pines and things like that but we we just find that it's better to stick to the likes of your oaks and your pitch pines and so we would be bringing some of that in from from the us and so it'd be like like our our oak wide board is american white oak so that is a new board it's never been down in somebody's house but it's been cut down from old salvaged beams um so this is coming down so there's still history behind it and um and so we'd be doing that, but that allows you have quantities, uh, which is obviously okay. very important. So if someone walks into me and says, I need 100 square meters, I'm like, yeah, no problem. We can do that. But then we also have that option on the salvage side. And as I said, that's look at the draw, what comes in. But just using the last two or three weeks as an example, we've just brought in um, nearly 400 square meters of an old gym floor. Um, it's, wow. come in from, it's come in from Europe and it's um, it's beach and it's absolutely beautiful. And when you when you get into the world of the salvage floors, your price can come down. Sometimes the price can be more expensive for the salvage, depending on how hard it was to get it, how rare it is and whatever else. But more often than not, it, it is a more affordable way of doing things. You know, if you were to compare even our, this beach floor that's just come in now, that's we're selling it at 45 euros a square yard, which is, you know, it's and that's including VAT and everything. And it's in perfect condition. Like it's absolutely, wow. when this was coming up, it was really taken up carefully we've brought it in from Europe. Like it has all the old gym lines and everything still on it. But that, that would turn, that might scare some people when they see the photo, but you kind of just have to explain, lads, you're, you're going to be sanding this floor once yeah. it's down. And then you're an architect stick. might want to keep it as a feature. And, and, and you know what? It's been done. We, we had it a couple of years ago. There's a beautiful house up in Ranala and um, I actually delivered the floor up myself. And then when I was passing by again, a couple of months later, I called them and said, lads, can I come and see this? Because uh, you told me you were keeping the gym lines on it. They did their whole house and they left all of the old gym lines on it and everything so the whole cool. way through. And it was just, now they were really trendy people. So like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it suits that that's not for everybody. But but as we said, that with the salvage side, you just never know what's coming in. And we've also just brought in a lot of nice um, salvaged oak parquet as well. Um, again, that's just come in from Europe. And um, we've, we've that's come in out of an old, um, an old convent is where that's wow. come out. You know, cool. so this is just a really old, really traditional board 
250 mil length board. So it's your real traditional oak parquet. And it's um, absolutely beautiful, you know. And again, sometimes people will see it and they'll see the bitumen on the back of it and they'll kind of go, oh God, you know, there's a lot of work in this. And there is, but that's reflective in the price it's sold at. But also yeah. when you're finished, you, you'll, you'll, every person who stands on that floor will admire it. But that's that's the world of salvage. Sometimes there's a bit of extra work that you have to do. You know, if you buy a set of doors that you're trying to get to work, you might have to cut a little bit off the bottom to get them to match what you're doing. But do you want to spend four grand on a new set of doors or 400 euros, you know, and, and then spend a day of work just getting them to where they are or having a good carpenter on site or whatever it is. So people need to take that into account. Yeah, sometimes there's a bit of work, but that's part and parcel of the salvage world. Yeah. And you were saying, so I, I don't know square yards. How would like your solid wood flooring compare to if somebody just buys it on the high street? What would be the cost savings? Like, are they paying double on the high street? Yeah, it would it, it would really depend on which type of floor, but using even just our, our oak parquet at the moment. As yeah. an example. And we have new oak parquet and we have salvaged oak parquet. So we can do both. So the new is like perfect condition. It's ready to go. It's to lay it. It can be done with underfloor heating, everything, all the bells and whistles that you'd expect. Yeah. Basically, where we are, we're, we're kind of bouncing around, call it 50 to 60 euros a square meter. I've seen similar floors kind of bounce, go up in Dunup in Dublin, um, pushing the 90, 100, 110, uh, yeah. 120. And a lot of that is because they're, they're, they're floor shops. That's what they're doing, but they're holding big, massive amounts of stock, big warehouses. They have a lot of people to pay to do that, sales reps out in yeah. the world. We, we've taken the other approach. How do we keep the costs as low as possible so we can pass that on? And we do it all through social media and try and do it that way. So it's, um, as I said, we're in the volume business. So we really price things to move them because we know what's coming next. We know we have two or three months of of jobs lined up that we're holding off and trying to push off. Guys, we need a bit of time. We need some space here. And you're like, slow down on taking that floor up or can you do something else? And we'll be ready in two weeks time. So we will be pushing things knowing that we need to generate six or seven pallet spaces to bring the next batch in. Um, so that's why we price things aggressively on that. But yeah, like, look, it, the big comparison, I guess, really, and, and you know, it's into your world as well when you're looking at these things is, is making that decision between your laminate to your engineered board to your solid timber board. They're the, the initial starting points for somebody when they're looking at laying a floor and we're using that as an example. Um, then it's a case of look, style, finish, and then budget, obviously. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, maybe get the budget at the start so you don't fall in love with <clears throat> fall in love with something and then hear the price and have a heart attack. Yeah. So, but that's but they're, they're the kind of decisions that people have to make. But for us, it's just a case of giving a huge range, and that's yeah. across our whole business. And that's why when people come in, and you know, hopefully you'll make it down to us soon to have a have a walk around. You know, near especially on a Saturday, we find when people come in and it's someone's completely their first time and they've jumped in the car from Dublin or wherever they've come down and it's been an adventure and they walk into the warehouse and I might be sitting in the office and you hear it every day. Oh my God, look what's in here. Yeah. Oh, I think we're airing like one of Ireland's best kept secrets. I think like a lot of people are going to be pissed. This is and this is this is exactly it, and that's that's why we've really been like as I said, Dad had been running the business for the guts of twenty years in a very traditional way because that's how salvage yards were. They were a place that people came down, walked around, and and that's how it's done, and it was word of mouth. Whereas, obviously, COVID changed the world in terms of mm-hmm. online buying, but we were kind of ahead of the curve with that in terms of getting on social media and trying to be like, if there's someone living in Mayo, they're not going to be able to always jump in the car and drive down to Kilkenny. But if they can go onto our Instagram page or Facebook page or see us on TikTok or whatever it is, and they see a piece and they have trust in who we are, 
they're going to be happy to to buy that um, and have it delivered up to them. And that's the big thing. And that's what we've tried to really do. So it's it's trying to, yeah, as you said, Ireland's best secret. You know, we're happy <laughs> to be that as well because you don't want to become, you know, like a Woody's where there's thousands of people walking around. Obviously, it's great for business, but you can't deal with that. And our business isn't made for that. Our business is yeah. made for, you know, people come down, have a bit of a chat with us. But we're very hands off as well. We let people just wander around. We're not the kind of place that I think people maybe feel that a bit as well with kind of going into antique shops and things like that. They feel, oh God, the, the owner's kind of walking around beside me, kind of asking, well, do you like this? Do you like this? We're, we're like, lads, just enjoy yourselves. You know, there's so much here to spend. You're going to be here for half an hour. I'm not going to walk with you for half an hour. So yeah. I'm here. if you need me, just shout. You know, there's one of us, myself, my brothers, my dad is there. Just enjoy it. And usually... Nine times out of 10, people go home with something that they didn't plan to go home with. They came down to look at flooring. They came down to look at flooring and they leave with just a, an old pub sign or they, you know, yeah. it, you just, and that's, that's the, that's the fun of it as well for someone. Why people come back? Because they just never know what they're going to find on the next visit because we have yeah, so much stuff coming in. There's, I guess, some like an authenticity to a lot of the items and they have provenance and I think people are now turning the tide, whereas maybe, like you said, the Celtic tiger and the world that, well, you and I grew up in, it, it was all about new and technology and like, oh yeah, like flat screen TV. Whereas now as millennials and the generation above them are growing up, we actually prefer things to have character, history, to be sustainable. And so when something has a story, it's really fun and exciting. It's something you can tell your friends about and it's something no one else can have. Um, and so I think that's why you guys are in an excellent position <laughs> to, to really service the needs of, of the current homeowners for so many reasons, for sustainability, for uniqueness, and also for, for like we were talking about, the practical cost savings. Like just to give people an idea, you're talking about 50, 60 uh, euro per square meter for solid timber floors compared to the high street like what that could mean on a, on a big house or even a medium sized house. Like if you bought that from uh, a high end retailer and you could be paying what you quoted for engineered wood floor, not even solid wood, they, you could get a quote for 30, 40 grand for for solid wood floors easily. And if you go with salvage, you could be paying half of that. So that is, those are savings of 10 to 15 grand. That is huge. If you're doing a, a renovation on a shoestring to get the highest tier finish of floors and they're floors that came from a convent in France or like, you know, that's so cool and historic. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that money goes a long way on the rest of your budget. And then yeah. obviously look, some you know, there's certain things you have to buy new and do, you know, if you're doing your kitchen in a certain way, that's, that's going to cost what it's going to cost, but that yeah. money can go towards that. Or we've had people, and as as you mentioned earlier, we were on the the RT show two weeks ago with with Bill Jerome and Harrison Gardner was on that, and and Esther was the lady down in Cork doing upper house, and you know I think that show is just resonating with so many people now because they're kind of yeah. going, if I have some clever people around me who can advise me, you know, in terms of the build, in terms of maybe finishing, as you said, like things like yourself, like what you're what you're doing in your world, that they're like I can get the advice. I can do a lot of this then once I've got that advice from those people who have the experience, you know, and, you know, 
that's just becoming, I think it's, I think it's at the forefront for people. And we can see how much that show has resonated over the last couple of weeks. And the viewing numbers are just through the roof. Um, and from chatting with Harrison as well. And I can see the feedback he's getting on it as well with, with everything else he's doing. So it's, it's something that's just become really important, but it's, it's funny on your point there about our generation we're thinking about, or before we're thinking about, you know, flat screen TVs and all of this hype. Like I had a lady who was only in two weeks ago and she had like, 70 inch flat screen tv that she had she was looking she was looking for a new tv stand for it and she bought an old ship's trunk and that's what it's sitting on top of now so you have have this absolutely polar opposites of items and history and everything versus you know this high-end uh tv that's gone in there but that's what's absolutely amazing about it but she was willing to take that chance and have that look and instead of, you know, a big modern TV stand that's there. And she was like, no, that's not what I want. I want the nice TV because I enjoy watching my TV. But I, I want it to be on something a bit different. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just the, the randomness of it as well for us when when people go off. And we're trying to get a lot better with asking people to send us photos when they finish their projects. Because it's very hard for people to visualize things as well. Um, because when they, you know, again, back to that point earlier, if you're thinking about a salvage floor, or a timber beam and you're looking at it and you're kind of going, oh, I don't know what it's going to look like. And then we can actually show them 10 or 15 pictures from people who have done it already. And they just go, oh, because like visualizing is hard, especially if something is on the rougher side of things and it needs a bit of work and it needs a good sanding or whatever it is. And they kind of go, oh, it's going to look like that. (laughs) And you kind of go, yeah, yeah, no, that's where you're going to get to, you know, with a bit of time and effort. And they just their minds are blown with it. And that's, that's something we're really trying to work hard at with, you know, and even on our website, we have a good page just called projects where we're not telling anybody anything about it. We're just literally putting up every single photo we get from someone who has used one of our items and the setting that it's in and just put it up there because it's like Pinterest. You could spend all day just scrolling, looking for ideas. And, and that's what people do these days. They're just looking for ideas. And sometimes it's that little bit of inspiration they need to kind of go, yeah, that's, I didn't know that's what I was looking for, but now I know (laughs) what I'm looking for. And, and they go down that route. We're talking a lot about the timber flooring, but there's a lot of things on your website and there's a lot of brown furniture and what brown furniture means for those listening is just kind of back in the day, things were made out of just wood <laughs> and they tended to be like a darker stained brown wood. And like you said, it can range from a really simple dining table to you have beautiful kind of display cabinets where you can imagine like bone china sitting in or a bishop's chair or a butter churn mixer table and beautiful ornate carvings and things with cast iron. But there's so much variety on here. And I think a lot of people don't know how simple it is to sand and stain or sand and paint and replace hardware. So people might look at the timber flooring and they're like, oof, that's going to be a rustic look. That's not for me. Any builder will have a subcontractor or themselves. You can sand your own floors. I've sanded and stained furniture myself. It's so easy. It's so fun. And you can stain it any color. Like you can bleach something to look really modern. You can stain it and lacquer it to protect it so that if you have like dogs and kids, it can be really uh, hard wearing. Because I know a lot of people now, I hear a lot of like, oh, I don't want to get marble. Like it's too porous. It'll stain. I don't want hardwood floors. Like they'll stain. And it's like, these are the materials that people have used like since the medieval ages and we're still yeah. passing along those antiques. Like there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and, that, and that's exactly it. Like it's, these items have been around for a long time and they're going to be around for a long time further beyond a lot of us. 
if they're given the opportunity to yeah. that's yeah. that's the important part like we've had we get thankfully the word is kind of spread around you know not just ourselves some other salvage yards as well a lot of the time when builders and contractors and guys are going in on jobs they have one mission and that's to get in get the place cleared and get going on what job they need to do um, yeah. and historically that meant getting a load of skips, throwing them outside at the front of the building and everything goes in and don't even think about it. Like I've I've heard it. I've heard it from guys who are in charge of the site saying, we do not care. Just get it out. It doesn't matter what it is. And what we're trying to do is, is spread that word. Like, guys, this piece has been alive for 40, 50 years in this house. It has another 40, 50 years in it, if not more. Do not let this go in. If you're in a job and you're pricing it up and you know there's going to be stuff coming up out, just call us. We will be there. Um, and if we can't be there, we will pass it on to one of the other yards in the hope that these items will survive because there's nothing worse than some of these items going away. And as you said, Tom, oh, it's heartbreaking. They are so durable. Like mm-hmm. you, you, can't, you can't make an item like today like you used to yeah. because the cost is just through the roof. So when you get into all dovetail finishing and all the real detail and then the hardware and everything, as you said, that's on it. But if that's not the look that you want on the piece, it's very easy to change that. You know, yeah. all you need is a screwdriver more often than not to get those mm-hmm. handles off. And then you can go onto Amazon if that's where you want to buy stuff and you can, you can do it. But No can, Amazon. No know. Amazon, no laminate. These are yeah, swear exactly. words. <laughs> They're the two that uh, blasphemy. But, it's, uh, but no, but like that's, that's, that's the whole idea. And what you said, and I think people are starting to think about more learning to do things themselves and just get the sander out and, and do it and put a bit of lacquer on it. And if it doesn't work, just try again, you know? Yeah. Um, and like we have had people who've bought really nice old pieces and they've cleaned it all back and they've painted it pink and somebody would say it's absolutely disgraceful, but they're happy. And yeah. that piece, that piece could have potentially ended up in a landfill. So happy days. It's it has a life and it's gonna go. And in reality, if they ever sell it on, the person who's buying it from them is someone who might go and clean it all down and put it back to what it was, you know? Yeah. So that's the that's the key. So it's it's but as you said, the whole circular economy is just so important for people here and finding these pieces that just they don't need to disappear. They yeah. there is life there, and then you can buy them at a good price, you know. And that's that's what it is. So yeah, like as you said, when you walk around our yard, and if I'm just thinking about random pieces that are there, obviously we talked a bit about flooring, which is a, a more normal part of the world that we're in. But it's you know we've had confession boxes come into yeah. us. So you know, cool. we, we do a lot of work with a lot of the religious orders, but then there could be a day where we're doing a clearance of a five-star hotel. And more often than not, when hotels change ownership, the new owners want to put their own touch on it because they yeah. bought a team in and it's like, no, no, that's, it's fine as it was, but we're now the new owners. And they, you know, there's a little bit of bravado about it. And they want to show the place off and do a grand opening. So they could be taking a couch out or a nice chaise lounge or something that's come out of it. And that could have been a five grand, 10 grand piece and we could be going in and buying it for relatively low money and passing that on. And someone could be walking away with a piece of furniture that's worth five grand for four or 500 euros, you know, and like, and they might have to reupholster it if they want to change it. But again, yeah. that's back to your point about just getting the hands a little dirty and getting in there and putting your own touch on it. And and when you do that, actually, as well, you'll, you'll feel such ownership of it. You know, you'll literally be the one when someone walks into the room, go, oh, look at the chaise lounge. Look what I changed. And you'll be showing yeah. it off. And it's, they're nearly as proud about that as they are their kids or something. You know, it, it kind of becomes part of the family. And uh, But the beauty for us is that that's we don't know what job is coming up so we don't know what items are coming in and it's keeping that eclectic mix but when you walk around our warehouse that's 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 what you see and but he said the 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 old pieces you really just you can't beat them you know they might not be your look as it is now but 
can you adjust it a little bit? Can you change it? Can you add your own touch um, and turn it into your piece? You know, at the moment, it's just a random piece sitting in a shed, but can you make it belong to you and become your own type of piece of furniture? But I think I think the younger generation have definitely an appreciation of that. And um, well, hopefully they are. And I, I think we're seeing that feedback come back from people because at the end of the day, you know, when we're pushing stuff on social media, the majority of the people are in that 25 to 40 range. And I'm, I'm seeing the mm. feedback. Even though I'm amazed, we're, we're only recently gone on to TikTok in the last kind of four or five months. And um, the amount <laughs> of people, the amount of people coming out to our yard who are 50, 60, 70 plus, and they're like, wow. I was watching, I was watching you on TikTok the other day, and you're just like, that's oh, amazing. You know, I did not think that that was the market. So, um, but everyone is just watching these type of things, and everyone's looking for a bargain as well, and trying to, yeah. you know, that's 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 what the beauty of the internet as well can be. It can be obviously detrimental in a lot of ways as well, but it's 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 giving people an opportunity to to see these type of items. Yeah, and on the point where you said, you know, usually builders just want to get the stuff out, throw them in a skip. Talk to me. Talk to us a little bit about the logistics of that, because obviously you need to have told the builder that you want to retain the things, right? So that they don't damage it when they're taking it out. How does that work? Does the builder get in touch? Does Who benefits? Is it the builder or is it the owner? Do they split it? Like, is there a world where like the owner can benefit? Like if you're renovating your house and there's things you want to get rid of, can you, your builder maybe, can you be like, hey, I'm happy for you to sell all this stuff, but cut me a bit of a deal on our contract price. Like, how does that all work, that economy? Yeah, more often than not, it's the owners who are contacting us initially. Um, So because they they have line of sight on it, they know what they're planning. They know what's coming up ahead. Sure. They might be doing an extension or doing a full renovation, or maybe they've just bought a new property and there was was just items left in there. Um, Yeah. but it depends on the person. I guess they have to understand, have to be someone who knows that there's a place they can actually pass it on to. And if they don't, maybe it goes down the chain and it's the builder who gets in touch because he's kind of going, yeah. well, guys, maybe we can move this on and sell it on for, you know, there's a couple of grand in it and we'll split it or we'll do whatever, um, depending on who the team are. And uh, But no, most of the time it will be the actual, the normal person who's just bought the house and they're just calling us and just saying, look, um, I've got X, Y, Z. And we just say to them, look, can you just send over a few photos to give us an idea of what we're dealing with? Because look, unfortunately, not everything is salvageable. Some yeah. things are going to the skip and that's that's what's going to happen. There's nothing to be done. It's run its life. Um, but more often than not, there there is an opportunity there. And maybe we're not the people for it, but we'll point people in the right direction anyway. Um, but yeah, they'll get in touch, send us on some photos and if there's a deal to do, we're we're relatively quick to be kind of, we'll be like, look, we'll be up next week um, and we'll have a look through everything. We can discuss a price and if everyone's happy, then we're ready to kind of take the items away then. Or if it's in a couple of weeks when you're ready to do it, we'll we'll be back up to do it that way. But, um, but then a lot of the time, it could be just the builder calls up and goes, lads, we're doing a job here. <clears throat> Um, maybe more so on the commercial side because okay. they, they've got in on a bigger job and you know it's just changing hands in terms of property or whatever it is. There could be a big pub renovation happening and uh, they'll just call up and go, look, we're taking this out. Um, the owners just want everything gone because they just want a clean slate. This is what we have. Is there is there a deal to be done? And again, we'll just get the same process, send us some photos and we'll have a look and we'll let you know if there's a deal to do. And um, most of the time there is. And and the hardest thing for us is that we're, we're having to turn down deals often. Yeah. 
you have only so many hours in the day, you know, and at the end of the day, two of us kind of have to head off on a job because most things in our game aren't light and easy. You know, there's times yeah. where we joke, we wish we just sold pillows. It would be a nice and easy job to be in. But yeah, it's that it's is, cast yeah. iron and granite. And <laughs> it, it, exactly. It's it's two people at best, you know, more often yeah. than not, you need more than that. And um, we're out on the road and go buying it. And then it's back to that point again about space. Do we have the space to take these items in? You know, at the moment, we're actually in the process. And, and by the time this this goes out, we'll have everything into our yard. We're bringing in 90 essentially brand new sash windows. They're all coming in, 90 of them. These, these are, and these are two people to lift each one, all the weights, everything in them. These were getting ready to go into a brand new hotel and they just changed their plans. And basically, oh my god, like, that just the, gave me chills. Yeah, no, <laughs> it so is. And, and, and you know what? And and, and there's going to be so much value in it for the people who come mm. down. And when we'll eventually we'll, we'll get them online. We're just in the process of going up and down and collecting them and getting them down into the yard. And it's going to take a couple of days to do that because like ninety is a lot of big windows. Um, like these are all kind of they're all in different shapes and sizes, but they're kind of like some of them are three foot by three foot. Some of them are going to be ten foot by eight foot, and like these. Wow. Big, so if there's the the right person looking at a job, they could be like, I wouldn't even know what these windows would. I'd be scared to think how much they would cost brand new. Like yeah. it would be terrifying to know the number, and we'll be selling them for an absolute fraction of that because they'll need to move fast because we won't want them being held around the yard for too long. And yeah. uh, but that's that's the beauty of it. That that was a builder just got in touch and said these are here and they just need to be moved on, and we don't have the space to store them. So quite frankly, there's an opportunity for you here. And we were like, yeah, Incredible. Is, but we're ready to act and ready to go on it. So, and, but for someone who's maybe doing a new build, like this is just prime because they can go, yeah. I have my windows. Let's adjust the size of what we were. Yeah, about to exactly. And, yeah. and maybe, maybe I spent three or 400 euros on a window that would have actually cost. And we were looking at, we were looking it up like a lot three, of these. Four grand. At, at, exactly. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's scary. It's so you can, you can nearly do the whole front of your house for the price of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, oh, it's that right. Like, these will fly like as soon as them. So you know they they're they're gonna go, but we haven't even had time to photograph them. We're literally, and that's that that's the funny thing about our game. More often than not, when stuff is coming in, you're not even really looking at it. You look at it when it's in place, and you go, "That's great, yeah, we're happy with that." And then it's a case of how do we get this out? How do we get it in the van? How do we get it back to Kilkenny? And uh, and then worry about it in a week's time when we start thinking about photographing it and getting it online. But uh, yeah, so that's that's as I said, that that deal is live as we're speaking right now. So uh, hopefully- very cool. Hopefully in a week or two, it'll be uh, it'll be active and out there for people. Yeah, hopefully by the time this comes out, I think it'll be uh, mid mid December. They won't yeah. have all sold out, but no, they no, might no, have. They, no, do you know what? They probably won't because we unfortunately it takes us time to get through some of these things, and by the yeah. time they line, a few might sell them. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's it takes time, and that's that's why a lot of salvage yards don't really go down that route or go down the online route because it takes a lot of work, you know. Oh, to, and the dimensions. To, yeah, exactly. putting everything and, up. And, oh and you have to and you have to be accurate as well, especially with something like that. So so that's kind of the thing that we we try to do. And you know, we're the only salvage yard in the country that you can actually buy off of our website. Nobody else does it because you have to yeah. manage the stock so tightly. Um, because you just don't know what's going out and in each day. And everything is one-off pieces more often than not. So you have to you have to do it. But yeah, no, there'll, there'll definitely be a few of them when this is live. So uh yeah, it could be hopefully, oh, hopefully for one of your listeners, it could be exactly what they want to hear. So tell me something, what is your criteria for what you buy in? 
And this is both for somebody looking like, ooh, I don't know if it's my style or not. Like, what period are these things from? What style are, What style is it? Is it for me? But also for somebody who is looking to offload some things, how do they know, like, you might be interested? What is your kind of criteria? What periods do you look at? What condition? What materials? Yeah, the, 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 the simplest answer is we look at absolutely everything. And, <laughs> and, and I'm not trying, and that's in no way to kind of dodge your question and get detailed on it. it we do look at absolutely everything. And as I said, that that's, that's our job. Our job is to be able to look at everything because we're trying to provide a place that anyone can walk into and find something. So yeah. it could be you coming in and you're doing a really specific project for someone and there's just a certain style or era that you're going for and you go, God, they actually had about 15 or 20 of those pieces. I did not expect it. But then the next person comes in and goes, I'm just looking for a cast iron duck as a decorative item for my garden. Yeah. You know, the complete yeah, yeah. opposite of what you're doing. So look, there's obviously, price is obviously the most important thing for us because mm-hmm. we we have to be able to buy it at a price. We have to be able to run a business. There's costs involved and everyone will talk about costs going only one way in terms of electricity and all of these things. But we run a very tight ship to keep our costs low. We're a family business. It's myself, my brothers, my dad. So we know what we're doing and we know where our costs are, but we have to buy it at a good price. So because we know what it has to be passed on. These, you know, more often than not, someone might think, oh, it's in perfect condition. I, I, I paid 2,000 euros for it. And it's like, I know that. And I fully appreciate that. But unfortunately, it is now a salvaged item. And yeah. we're into that world. So we have to be able to buy it and pass it on. And, you know, you don't have to sell it if you don't want to. Keep it. You know, there's no problem. We're, you know, that's no problem if someone doesn't want to sell an item or if the price isn't right. But we we, yeah. we have to be diligent from our perspective on where we can pass value on to people um but we also and most importantly tanya i think to answer that question in other ways we take a long-term view on items we have no problem if the right item comes in and it sits there for two years um, oh wow! Okay. You know, we, like I talked earlier about, we were in the volume business. That's on certain aspects of the business. There are pieces that we have no problem if it sits there and it's the right piece and it's maybe a little bit quirky, a bit different. And that doesn't mean expensive. It, it can yeah. just be a piece. You know, like we have some nice old singer um, stools in at the moment. Like you know, they're a couple of hundred euros. They're not thousands of euros, but they're quirky and they're different and they're kind of one-offs so we've no problem in them sitting there and you know maybe they'll be priced at xyz but and maybe that's why they're not selling or maybe it's just the right person hasn't walked into the yard yet and they they could go today when i go back out to the yard someone will tell me those stools are gone that's that's the that's the randomness of it but we will take that long-term view on on jobs so that that allows us not worry about kind of going oh this has to sell next week or else we're in big trouble because we spent x euros on it and we need to get that money back with a profit on top we, we don't think about things in that way we're always if anything we're as much about and i think anyone in the salvage world in the antiques world you, you kind of fall in love with your stock a little bit yeah <laughs> which, which which can be a bad thing you know there's yeah, yeah. a lot of time i'm sure you've been in place where guys go oh i don't actually really even want to sell that and it's not for sale like, anymore yeah it's away. not for sale anymore <laughs> i was thinking of bringing it home or i was going to keep it myself or and and there is an emotional aspect and you Look, to be honest, you, you do get over it when someone buys it and goes away and they pay for it. And you're like, OK, well, I'm, you know, that's, that's how that's how business that's how business works. We have to yeah. run our own lives and pay our own bills. But definitely we our aim is to just keep building stock all the time. And dad will talk about that going back to the recession time. That's why he was able to survive the recession, because he had built such a big stock um, during the good times that he was able to run that stock for a long time and let pieces keep selling. And whereas a lot of businesses might've got caught if you were low on stock. It would kind of go in, 
in opposite ebbs and flows. When you have high demand in recession periods is when you have low supply because yeah. people aren't buying and renovating and throwing things away. Exactly. So you have to hoard. <laughs> yeah, you, you do. Yeah. But it also, the other side can work because the world can get a bit tighter on people and they go, well, actually we have that nice display unit in the corner, but unfortunately times may be a bit tough and maybe we need to move that on. So it, yeah. it does yeah. work both ways. And, that, and that's not a case of us kind of going out, this is great, the world is in doom and gloom and we can pick up stuff cheap. It's yeah. people make that decision themselves. You know, if, if, they yeah, need yeah. To, if they need to sell an item because they need to pay the heating oil or whatever it is that's that's kind of that's yeah. the worlds that they're in at that point and hopefully they don't end in that position but we see it as well thankfully we're able to offer that way that they can actually sell something and yeah. get a few euro for yeah, it free and, up and some free, liquidity yeah. exactly and um but but obviously from a business perspective then when the world is difficult your reserves might be a bit tighter so you 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 know the game goes around and as you said it ebbs and flows but taking a long-term view on it is what's important and that's 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 how we try to do it there's there's too many businesses i think who are just in a rush all the time and onto the next deal and flip it and churn it and you know maybe burn a few bridges along the way and that's the absolute opposite of what we try to do we really are like it's funny we were we were filming with nationwide a couple of weeks ago and they're they're doing a day a full show on us actually is going to be out in november oh, wow and uh, and it was all about nationwide is all about the story and you know they were they were great they said it to us they were like look we're not coming down to do a promo for your business your business gets a promo based on having talking about the story and what you do mm-hmm. with items but we had one they asked us to get a couple of customers in and we had one lady come in and she was one of dad's first customers 25 years ago she's still coming in 25 years later and now her daughter is coming in who's renovating her own house so it's not just generational within our own business as in dad and now his son's running the business. It's generational within our customers as well. And that's, that's what we are all about. And that's, as you said, when you take a long-term view and build those relationships with people, it it, it happens. And um, that's, that's kind of the way we, we try to go about it. But yeah, no, uh, the, the nationwide day was, was a bit of fun doing some filming and, and spending a whole day with us. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it now getting kind of a, a 10, 15 minutes kind of piece on primetime TV. You can't go wrong. Yeah. With it, Another know? one. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing a great job of bringing the business into the, the 21st century. Like you were saying, a lot of these places wouldn't be online and, and that's what people expect, especially the people who need it the most and can buy a lot of these things in, in, in mass rather than the collector who might buy a few things here and there. You really want those young couples who need the timber flooring, who need the, the, the furniture to be giving these places a new home and you're making that accessible, which I think is awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My last questions for you. What are some of your favorite pieces that you have right now? The ones that you're like, oh, will I keep it? Do, should I really put it on the website? Walk yeah. us through a few of your favorites. Yeah, that's it, it's kind of one of those things that's funny, especially when you have a business that let's call it we have four owners, five owners. When you're actually all of us, it's myself, my brothers, my mom, and dad. And depending who's out on a job, you'll you'll often have a bit more of an affinity to a certain piece because well, I brought that one back and I kind of like it. Someone else goes, you're like, oh no, I think it should be priced at this and they're like oh no no cheaper move it on you know and you're like no 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 you have that little bit of love and grow for it but it's yeah it, it, it always varies but no at the moment we have a sometimes only doing i did a little video on it only two days ago so it is online but it's a an old original fries chocolate enamel sign so like this is like pub signs have been really popular obviously for the yeah. whole through covid everyone's done up home bars and man caves yeah. and 
whatever else you want to call them. Um, so that's been a big popular area, but we get lots of signs in and reproduction signs. But when you get your hands on a really good old original sign, there, there, there's something about it. And that's not a, you know, it's not a big thing that I'm into or anything collecting those type of things. But sometimes you see them and you just get them in really good condition and you kind of go, no, that's that's just a nice piece. And it's big. It's three foot by three foot. So it's, oh, so wow. it's, a, it's, so it's a big sign. It's not a little small one you put in a corner. So it's something that I was only doing a little video and throwing it up onto TikTok the other day and kind of going, oh, I like that, you know, kind of <laughs> going nearly against yourself, going, I hope it doesn't sell, you know, but it, it probably will sell. But that's yeah. that's the world we're in. But, you know, if I look around you know, dad in particular would have a certain affinity for certain types of display cases and things like that. When you look around the family home, certain pieces just end up there and maybe they end up there for a couple of months. And there were, the aim was that they were going to end up going out and been sold eventually. And then they don't, and then they become a piece <laughs> of furniture. But that's, that's, we're very lucky as well. You get to see lots of different pieces, but yeah, I think in terms of finding something that stands out for you, each of us will have our own pieces and you're, you're yeah. maybe a little bit sad when Connor sells a piece and we oh, God, I wanted that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of was thinking whether I'd keep that one or not myself, and you know, add it to your own collection. But look, we're we're you could do that all day, and unfortunately, those business people who do that don't run businesses for a long time because they end up with <laughs> a massive collection of things, and then they're scraping by. We have to uh, we have to sell things on, you know. And you're delighted. Yeah. You're, the excitement you see, I'm like the person who walks in and buys that enamel sign. I know they're going to be like, ah. Oh, I've been looking for something like that for so long and they won't have come down looking for that. I know the person who buys that will be down looking for a timber beam for a mantle and then they'll look around the corner and they'll go, oh, drop the mantle. I'm taking that sign home. Yeah. With me. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's that's the fun of it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of great things that are also not huge that will make great gifts, like you were saying. Like that could be a, a fun gift for somebody who has a dad that collects things. And I was just looking at these, you have a lot of garden furniture and beautiful yes old things these little squirrel figurines that like i think i'm gonna have to buy because <laughs> yeah, they're my no, spirit and, animal <laughs> yeah well and that's and that's it and you know what the garden furniture has been so popular obviously through covid everyone was doing up the houses and and doing up their gardens and probably actually a lot of people put a bit more thought into their gardens than maybe they have before um, yeah. i think everyone thinks about internally inside the four walls of the house um, but they've really started to think about the garden and spent a lot more time there. But what we've actually really found, in ter- back on your point, Tanya, about people buying gifts, the cast iron benches has just been so popular, in particular with kids buying them for their parents as kind of an anniversary present. Or oh. they're, they're, kind, they're kind of going, well, look, the bench is five, 600 euros, so it's a lot of money. But yeah. there's three, four of us here, so let's split it. It's 200 quid each. So instead of buying them a night away to go to a hotel or a nice dinner let's let's get them this and they'll sit in the garden and maybe it's the spot that they're going to sit down and have a cup of tea and read the morning paper or whatever it is yeah and um we've seen a lot of that kind of happening with people thinking about their garden spaces and you know we've lots of landscapers and professionals coming in and hotels doing it up but more often than not it's just the normal person who's kind of going no i want to i want a nice little garden set to sit outside the patio door or whatever it is but Again, it's back to that point and the little squirrel that's there, it's having the eclectic mix. <laughs> you don't know whose spirit animal is what. You have to have everything in between as well. But it's, yeah, uh, yeah. but that's, that's, that's why we're very lucky in that people, when they come down, they can spend an hour of their time and not feel rushed, but not also, I think you go into some place and you kind of go, oh God, I saw everything in about two minutes. Okay, let's yeah. go for lunch now earlier than we planned. But most often, like people end up spending an hour an hour, I'd say on average, is what people spend walking around the yard. Okay. And uh, on that note, what would be the best way for people to shop something? Like, should they browse online? 
on Instagram? Should they reserve things? And then do they need to book an appointment to come down? How does it work? Yeah, no, I think the, the good starting point anyway is just to kind of browse through the website, get a feel for what you're doing. And as you mentioned, the website's eurosalve.com. Um, that's kind of a good starting point because it gives you a feel for what's there. Depends where in the country you are as well. You know, if you're out the yeah. far west, it's it's a bit of a drive. So you want to know you're coming down and going to see something and not arrive at someone who just has a small little shed out the back of their house. Um, exactly. Most people, once they get onto the site, they kind of go, oh, no, no, there's this this justifies the day. And, and we're very lucky. Kilkenny's a nice place to come and visit anyway or spend a night an hotel or come down for dinner or whatever it is. But then social media is the the best way on a day-to-day basis to see what we're doing. I post every day. Um, I think in the last four years, we've maybe missed a handful of days where we haven't posted. Um, And we've upped it now. We're probably posting two, three times a day as well at the moment um, because there's just a lot of stuff in and coming in and the business is growing. So if you're just that's the easy way to see when something comes in. And if you just kind of go, oh God, that's what I want. Just let us know straight away because you're probably not the only person who's kind of gone, oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, so you have to be quick, especially if it's a one-off piece. But then back to the point, and dad has run a successful business for 25 years with people just walking around the yard. You know, that's that's what a salvage yard is meant to be. We can yeah. add all of these airs and graces about social media and getting online and Google advertising and that helps. But Someone walking around the yard is what our main aim is because we know they'll enjoy it. That's that's our job to make sure it's an enjoyable, fun, and and it may be a corny way of saying it, it's a bit of an adventure for people as well, you know. And that's that's what we're trying to to provide a bit of it. You know, it's an activity as well as functional if you're looking for something. So um and bring a friend, bring a parent or somebody else who comes down because they'll enjoy it as well, even if they're just walking around with you. So it's um yeah, so kind of follow us day-to-day social media, but if you can jump in the car and come down and no, you don't need to make an appointment. You can just, um, if you give us a call, just you're on the way down. So we're expecting you happy days, but you're, you're welcome anytime. And we're closed on Sundays. So that's the only day we take off as family business. Okay. <laughs> we better do it or else we can't, uh, none of us will have a life. So Monday, Saturday, and Monday, uh, Saturday. yeah, just pop down and, and, and have a walk around and enjoy it. Amazing. And if people are looking for something specific, like they might see something on the site, they're like, Oh, I love that. But, my house is a bit smaller or actually I need it in this, you know, in, in this, these dimensions, can you keep a lookout for things for people? Yeah. 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 And that's something I should have mentioned. We have a, um, we have a wish list, and we, you, you've, there's so many random items on that list <laughs> as, as well as completely normal items. As you said, it could be somebody who actually is like, I saw you might have this, but I need smaller version. And that could be yeah. a Belfast, it could be a Belfast sink, you know, something okay. relatively normal. It yeah. doesn't have to be, a high-end item or some, you know, the next person waiting for a confession box when it comes in. <laughs> but, but, but that wish list is like we, and we track it and we really do work hard that if stuff comes in, we go through it first. And um, we, you know, we really tag what people are looking for accurately. Yeah, so yeah. we know when it comes in and we just send somebody a WhatsApp message with the photo and say, this is in, no problem at all. If you've got sorted, changed your mind, it's not for you, but just FYI, it's here. It'll be going on the website tomorrow but you're getting, okay. you're getting first call on it. And a lot of times people go, oh, because it could be it could be tomorrow or it could be a year's time when something comes in that they were looking for and they might've changed their mind. And we go, there's no problem. We're, we're going through our list. If, if And then sometimes the next person we send the message to will be like, yep, I'm ready for it. Thanks very much. And 
as a business, that's what we're trying to do. Sell items fast as well, you know? And yeah. um, so it's uh, yeah, no really good wish list that we track. So if you're looking for anything normal, obscure and everything in between, just pop us a message with your details. And if you have a photo of a style or something you are looking for, we'll attach it to that. So that when it comes in, we know that that's kind of what you were looking for, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's, and it's important because in our game, we don't know what's coming in. We're not someone who's buying from a catalogue and knows, oh, no, I can get that for you. And it'll take three months, but I know I can get it exactly. Here's the photo. Here's the dimensions. We don't know until it comes in. And then we don't know the conditions. So we pass that on as well and kind of go, lads, this has come in, but I, I actually have another job in a week's time. I think something better, more suitable might be in. So we'll be back in touch and you can have your choice and pick between them then. Yeah. And that seems really handy, especially if you're planning a renovation to be like, look, we need this much. I loved those herringbone floors you had. Do you know when you'll get more? Put us down for a hundred square meters. That's a great way because you need to plan ahead when it comes to to a building site and to have the wood on site for a certain date and all of that. So I think yeah. that's that's very handy. And, and and we'll be very straight with people as well. If they're asking for something and it's kind of like, look, I need this before Christmas, we'll be like, look, assume no. And yeah. <laughs> if we do, if we do, happy days. And if we don't and we get it in March and we come to you and you had to have it done and sometimes people's deadlines change as well. And that's the way that, you know, you kind of have these things. And obviously this time of year, Christmas is one that's there, but um, we will always, we'll be straight and kind of go, lads, I I haven't had one in years. So more than likely not, but it could, but give us your details. And we're, you know, we're another set of eyes out there looking for you, but we're a very active set of eyes out there looking for you. So um, there's a good chance. Well, thank you so much for walking us through that. I'm really excited to come down. I think my husband is going to have to restrain me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, he'll probably have his own set of problems of things he can't fit into the car on the way back. (laughs) Uh, It's it's always better to ask, uh, what is it they say? Ask... uh, Ask for, for forgiveness. forgiveness instead of permission. So uh, yeah. we get a, we get a lot of that in the place. We've had people <laughs> nearly saying, oh, throw that in the boot of the car before my husband or my wife sees me there on the yeah. other side of the yard and say, just throw it in. I paid for it. Throw it in quickly. <laughs> and, and they don't even say anything until they get home. But that's uh, yeah, there's a little bit of that happening. Yeah. And you can also deliver things, right? Yeah, deliver anywhere okay. in the country. Um, literally every item we have, we can we can arrange delivery or we'll, we'll help organize delivery depending on what it is. We have big Perfect. couriers and trucks, man with a van. So if it's someone who's not as able-bodied, we can arrange that. There's people there to do the heavy lifting for you. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you so much, Harry. And uh, if people want to follow along on Instagram, tell us your handle. Yeah, so just Kilkenny Architectural Salvage. Um, keep it nice, simple. It's a big, long one, but if you start typing in Kilkenny, we thankfully come up first. Um, <laughs> and then kind of the same across Facebook, um, TikTok, LinkedIn. We're on we're Pinterest. We're on all of them. Um, and as I said, the website is eurosalve.com. Yeah, and that's Euro, E-U-R-O, salve, S-A-L-V-E.com. And we'll put all of that in the show notes. So plan your day out. Um, have a look on the website, buy a few unique gifts for Christmas and uh, keep an eye out for those sash windows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks so much for your time, Harry. Uh, looking forward to also seeing your, your nationwide special. I think you guys are doing amazing work. It's great to see um, a family business reinvigorated, the town and, and the county reinvigorated and uh, bringing all of this to to different parts of the country where people are struggling with a housing crisis and uh, I don't think people should be sacrificing on on quality and on items with with authenticity. So thank you for everything that you do. Yeah, thanks, Miltania. Thank you for tuning in to the Interiors Podcast. To learn more about our guests, 
or anything we mentioned today, please refer back to the show notes. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Interiors Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast today, we'd really appreciate you leaving us a review on whatever platform you're listening in on and sharing the podcast with your family and friends. Until next time.